0: Hi everybody this is uh, Silvio canto in Dallas uh, Texas on Tuesday January the 30th and welcome to our welcome to our commentary. I have a post over at the American thinker today about uh, this crazy attack on the Mona Lisa uh, painting or work of art. I guess it's in a French museum and some people representing some international organizations showed up and threw some soup at the at the painting thankfully there was glass on the painting so there was no damage done to the to the painting but you know it's we've seen this before these are crazy people who think that somehow somehow they're going to endear themselves to the rest of us by doing insane absolutely insane activities like this you know we've seen them in in other places For some reason, they go after works of art. I I don't know why. Well, I think I know why, because that's where they know the people are going to be, and that's where they know they're going to get publicity. And that's what this is all about. This is about these small organizations. Uh, They're probably very, very small groups, but this is how they get publicity. They walk into these museums, and they do uh, stuff like that. Now, of course, what are we going to do with these people? Well, I hope they're arrested. I hope they're put in jail for some time. I hope they're, you know, there's some property property damage that they are that they're supposed to pay and I hope that a very strong message is sent to future groups like this who want to engage in this kind of terrorism. That's what this is. Okay, they maybe they're not killing anybody, but they are upsetting a lot of people. Imagine that, you know, you go there to see a work of art and a couple of idiots uh, spoil your day because they throw soup at the painting that you're going to see. I mean, come on! Uh, but you know, we we saw some of this, I guess, in in London here recently, where they were throwing milk. They were like emptying milk containers on the floor of the supermarket. I guess they were saying that all of the, all, all of these uh, all of these movements have to do with sometime a climate change group, something about climate change. And if you know, as I as I keep telling people, if you want to persuade others uh, to listen to you uh, on your climate change ideas, if you want people to listen to you, to actually listen to your point, talk to them. Talk to them in a reasonable way. But when you're blocking traffic, when you're blocking airport traffic, when you're uh, injuring people, and when you're obviously Doing this to uh, works of art, well, you're, you're not going to do anything other than let me shut my phone off here so that it doesn't go off while I'm while I'm speaking. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. There it is. It's on right now. Sorry about that. Last time I forgot to turn it on. You know the silent thing. I forgot to turn it on, then it rang and in, in in the middle of the commentary. But my point is that if you want, if you want to make people listen to you and actually Listen to your arguments and listen to whatever you're doing. Talk to us. You know, go on the radio, go on TV, make your case. But don't do stuff like this because all you're doing is, is turning off people. It's turning off people and you're making a mockery out of whatever cause you are uh, you are projecting. So, you know, change your ways. And I would say to some of these people, grow up, grow up and start engaging with the rest of us. In adult uh, conversations. Anyway, check out my post over at the American Thinker about uh, this topic. Well, the big story uh, right now in Washington is what is President Biden going to do to retaliate to this horrible attack of the other day where three American soldiers were killed and something like 30 were injured? This was not a small attack. This was a major attack. You know, the 30 or so who are injured, obviously, we're praying for them. We're hoping for recovery, but apparently some of them were hurt pretty badly. So this was a major attack on an American installation. Now, President uh, Biden, uh, unfortunately, has projected a lot of weakness uh, as president. And when the American president projects weakness, that simply invites uh, this kind of terrorism, this kind of attack on American interests, uh, wherever, they, wherever they may be. Now, in this particular case, in this particular case in the Middle East, the problem here is Iran. That's the problem. All these other, all these other uh, people, all these groups, uh, subsidiaries. That's all they are. They exist because Iran gives them money. Because Iran gives them weapons. That's it. So there's no getting around that. So if you want to end this, if you want to do away with this, you're going to have to deal directly with Iran. And the Biden administration, much like the Obama administration, thought they could negotiate with Iran. They thought they could sit down and have a rational conversation with irrational people. And, of course, the consequence, again, is that when you try to talk to them, when you try to reason with them, they don't reason back. They simply look at you and say, you're weak and I'm going to try to take advantage of you. So that's what you're seeing in the Middle East right now. You're seeing attacks on commercial ships. You're seeing attacks on on American installations. Uh, I mean, these attacks before we got lucky that nobody got killed, but there's been a bunch of them on U.S. military installations. This latest one, of course, the most uh, deadly of all, although there were a couple of Navy SEALs uh, who disappeared or drowned uh, last week, again, because of Because of all of this. So you have to, you know, if you're the president of the United States, you're going to have to make a tough call here. And that is, you know, how do I retaliate? I, I hope they retaliate and I will support the president if we retaliate. But we're going to have to deliver a very tough message. And the message is if you attack an American and if you kill an American, the retaliation is going to be so bad that you're not going to think about doing it. That's as simple as that. If you attack an American installation or if you kill an American soldier in one of these attacks or you go after American interests like a commercial ship, the retaliation is going to be so strong that you're never going to do it again or you're going to regret having done it. Now, in this case, again, the retaliation is going to have to go directly to Iran. Unless you deal with Iran, uh, there's not much hope here because Iran will continue Will continue to provide these people with drones and whatever military equipment uh, they have. So you got to deal with them. You got to deal with them and you got to deal with them from a position of strength. Now, President Biden said that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something that he didn't want to widen the war, he didn't want to make this bigger. And I understand that nobody wants to get into a war. I don't know of anybody who wants to get into a war with Iran. I mean, I don't know anybody on our side who wants to start a war with Iran. But on the other hand, if you're going to put American troops in the region, if you're going to have military installations there, and if you're going to be representing or at least having a presence in that area, then the message has to be very clear that if anybody attacks that installation or anybody kills American soldiers, there are going to be real problems. Somebody's going to have a real problem because we're going to retaliate with such force and such strength that somebody's going to have a problem. And that's the message you got to send. So I sympathize with when the president says he doesn't want to, you know, make the war bigger. I don't either. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody wants to make this war bigger or get involved in a war. But you got to defend yourself. Otherwise, you're not supporting the soldiers that you're putting on the ground. These are young men and women. If you look at the faces of the three who were killed, they're young people. These are young people. These are young men. Uh, I think th- the three of them are from the state of Georgia. And these are, look at your faces. These are people in their 20s, 20 something young people who are there and they're volunteers. That's the other thing you got to remember. They volunteer to wear the uniform of the United States. They're not drafted as one time we used to do. No, these are volunteers. These are people who volunteer like my son who volunteered to go into the U- U.S. Army. Um uh, years ago. So these are volunteers. So, you know, that means that their parents, their families expect the president of the United States to protect them in the event of attacks uh, like these. So again, I will support the president uh, and I'm hoping that he has a very massive retaliation uh, on the table. I'm hoping the military is giving him a very massive retaliation, but more important than that, I'm hoping he carries it out. Because that's the important part. The military is going to put all the plans on the table, but you are going to have to make the decision to go with it. And we'll see how that turns out. But you cannot have American troops or American installations under attack. And you cannot have American soldiers being killed by these terrorist uh, attacks uh, in in the region. Well, the other big story, of course, is this absolutely crazy justice coming out of New York. You have this woman who accused, uh, I guess, uh, then citizen uh, Donald Trump back in the early 90s or whatever, accused him of rape. You know, apparently Trump went into a store and raped this woman. Nobody remembers anything. This is a major store, by the way, in New York. This is not some, you know, street corner uh, outfit. This is a major department store in New York where Donald Trump allegedly came in, went up to the ladies' fitting room, raped a woman. Nobody heard it. Nobody remembers it. There wasn't a single witness to all of this. And now he is uh, being found uh, not guilty of rape. They have not found them guilty of rape. This is not a criminal case, by the way. It's a civil case. But now they've awarded this woman $85 million. And you have to ask yourself, would this be happening to any other citizen? No. For, first of all, the statute of limitations had to be changed so that they could have this trial. Now, think about that for a second. The statute of limitations exists for a very important reason, and that is to protect the innocent. But yet they removed it. They said, no, it doesn't matter. We'll change the law so you can sue him. And then they put him in this ridiculous trial. And now Trump has been found, I guess, guilty. He's got to pay $85 million. And then the woman who who accused him is on MSNBC having fun talking about how she's going to spend the money. I mean, this is crazy. And then you got the other case, which is the fraud case, where he's being accused of, of real estate fraud, but no one, there's not a bank, there's not an insurance company, there's nobody saying that they didn't get paid. So what's he guilty of? Look, this, this is the reason, this is the reason that uh, the justice system is losing its reputation because of cases like this. And there ought to be, there ought to be some sane Democrat in the state of New York, who says, you got to stop this. You got to stop this. I mean, if you've got a case against Trump, fine. But these crazy cases that they're throwing at him, uh, they have to stop. I mean, this is an insult to our justice system, uh, an insult to the innocent, really. And and this has to stop. But unfortunately, in New York, it's New York, and it's not going to stop. Hopefully, uh, you know, there is a, a judge somewhere up the line who will stop this and send it back and say, uh, I'm going to overrule this or overturn it or whatever, whatever the word is, and and just simply eliminate this uh, from Trump's life. It's a disgrace. It really is what is being done to Donald Trump. You know, it's just crazy. And he's being treated uniquely in our system. The, the New York judicial system is going after Trump. They've created a, a a law that only applies to Trump. And that's not the way justice is supposed to be. Believe me. That's not the way justice is supposed to be. I told a Democrat friend of mine the other day, and he agreed with me, that the Democrats are crossing some lines here, and they are getting into territory that uh, you don't usually get into in the United States, because we've always had a, a system of laws in the United States where it's evenly applied. And the Democrats are recreating laws, and they're going after Trump in a way that I think they're going to regret it down the road the same thing is going to happen to a Democrat somewhere down down the road because that's what happens when you cross these lines what happens is it comes back to you in a way that uh, you didn't uh, you didn't foresee thank you for listening this is uh, Silvio canto in Dallas and uh, we'll talk to you later bye bye everybody